slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got a lot to get to off the Islanders' frustrating 6-3 loss to the Washington Capitals over the weekend. All right, this, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Islanders were tied for first place with the Washington Capitals heading into a three-game series, really, with Washington. And basically, you know, we anticipated this series with uh, a lot of hope. And the first two of the three games were at the Nassau Coliseum, where the Islanders have played well all year, and yet they couldn't come through. We're going to discuss... What went wrong on Saturday and and some of the things the Islanders need to clean up. We are also going to try to figure out who belongs on that first line opposite Matthew Barzal and Jordan Eberle because the Islanders have not gotten the production they're looking for from that top line since Anders Lee really got hurt. We also will have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more all on today's episode. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I'm also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game, so if you're looking for instant uh, insight and analysis, please feel free to follow, and Always great to interact with fans during the games and really any time. So, the 6-3 loss on Saturday at the Coliseum, really uh, one of the poorer performances by the Islanders in a while. And the thing about it that was so frustrating was it was just a very un-Islanders-like performance. This team... Uh, usually dominates five-on-five, or is at least strong five-on-five, and yet they didn't score any goals five-on-five in this game against Washington, and I think they gave up five goals that way when both teams were at full strength. Uh, Realistically, you know, the Islanders are a defense-first team, 
They rely on the forwards back-checking, playing smart, basic, simple hockey in your own zone, clogging up center ice so that the other team doesn't enter the defensive zone with speed, and, you know, preventing them from getting those rebounds and, you know, scoring chances from those high-traffic, high-percentage areas in front of the net. Well, none of those things happened. And then you add to the formula for the Islanders if they hope to win. Strong goaltending, well, they didn't get that either. And, And look, it's hard to get on Ilya Sorokin too much. He played well nearly all season after that rough two or three games to get things started. And yeah, everyone's going to have an off game now and again, but in this contest, unfortunately, Sorokin was not playing the angles well, didn't really come up with uh, some big saves that he needed to come up with, and worst of all, from an Islander's perspective, let in a couple of soft goals that he really would want to have back, and that is something that you just can't have. But defensively, too many turnovers in their own zone, too many losses along the boards in the defensive zone of 50-50 pucks that you have to battle for and win. They just didn't look cohesive. And unfortunately, you know, this is something that happened last year after the trade deadline also. It seems to me that the Barry Trot system, is it's a good system. But it requires that all 18 skaters that are dressed for that game buy in and are on the same page. Otherwise, one breakdown and the whole thing is going to fall apart. And, you know, last year after the Pajot and Green trades, you'll remember the Islanders did not win uh, many games, if any games, before COVID shut everything down in mid-March. This year, again, I think since the trades for Palmieri and Zajac, the Islanders have played exactly one really strong game, and that was the big win over the Rangers. Now, they have won three times since the trade was made, but in none of those three games did they play an all-around strong brand of Islanders hockey. And if they did, you know, it was for one period or part of one period rather than for, you know, 45 or 50 minutes of a game where that meant a three to two win. So this team is a little out of sync and the cohesiveness that they need is not there. Now, last year they were able to regroup, get healthy because Adam Pellick was able to return to the lineup after uh, COVID and and when they started the bubble, and they were able to get on the same page with a little training camp, and Pajot got integrated into the lineup better, and and it all gelled in the playoffs. They're going to have to do that a little bit differently this year. They are going to have to figure this out over the remaining games in the regular season. That is the only way They are going to get this done. And if they don't win the majority of the remaining games, that's okay. As long as they are playoff ready when everything, you know, when the puck drops for the Stanley Cup playoffs, 
This team has to have its line combinations figured out. The new players have to know their roles and execute it. And it has to be that this team is, as they say, ready for prime time. So we'll see whether or not they can get that done. But uh, again, hopefully it is something they can get done because otherwise this is not going to go well once the playoffs get underway. And this team is too good to let an opportunity like that slip away. So, we have got a lot more to talk about. We're going to look at the top line. Who should play opposite Barzal and Eberle? Because it's been a problem since Anders Lee went down. We'll discuss that. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring that's ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. But they won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th till May 1st. All right, big question right now for the New York Islanders. Who do you plug into that first line opposite Barzal and Eberly? And look, it's been more than 10 games right now since Matthew Barzal has scored a goal. He's picked up a decent number of assists in that time. But let's face it, the Islanders need more goal scoring from their most dynamic offensive player. And the fact that he has gone, you know, more than 20% of the season without scoring a goal is a big problem for this Islanders team. And realistically, it's been hard since Anders Lee was hurt. Lee is truly the best uh, fit on this roster on that top line. And, you know, putting Uncle Leo on that line gives you a little bit of the physicality and the sandpaper aspect of Anders Lee's game, but he doesn't have the hands, the the vision, the passing ability to consistently help Barzal and Eberle be their best 
and they need that to happen, and they need it to happen ASAP. So eight games left to figure this out. Uh, I, you know, talked last week, and you could listen to that episode, I believe it was the Thursday show, uh, about the possibility of moving Josh Bailey up to the first line. Now, right now, I'd be a little hesitant to do that because Pajot, Bailey, and Bevilier has really been the only line out there that is playing well and producing. So I don't know if you want to move Bailey at this time. But if that line cools off a little bit, Bailey's vision and his ability to pass may be a good fit to help get Barzal out of his slump. Another possibility that we mentioned last week is Oliver Wallstrom. He's also been slumping, uh, you know, had gone eight or nine games without a goal, and you need Wallstrom to eventually get back in the lineup, but here's the rub. You know Barry Trotz prefers veterans to younger players, and it is, to me, unlikely that Wallstrom will get extended time in this lineup He'll still play in the final eight games, but I would say if he gets more than three games out of those eight, four games most, I'd be surprised because, you know, Barry Trotz may give him a chance to keep him sharp, uh, but I don't see him as being the team's first choice when Trotz has so many veteran players to choose from. Uh, Another possibility is Brock Nelson, and Nelson certainly... Uh, he's leading the team in goals right now with 16. That is certainly a benefit. And, you know, Nelson is not as physically strong as Lee, but he does at least have some of the size that you're looking for. And that, you know, that is a plus. Uh, the problem I have perhaps with putting Nelson on that top line is it's almost like you're putting... Uh, too many of your offensive eggs into one basket. And then whoever's on that second line and third line is going to have to really come through and produce. So you got to figure out the chemistry there. Another distinct possibility uh, is to put Kyle Palmieri up there. And they've done it on occasion. You've seen Palmieri, you know, get... Uh, sometime with the top line, I don't think they've really given it enough of a chance, though, to really allow Palmieri to get comfortable and acclimated to that top line. So, we have to see whether or not, uh, it'll work, but to me, you know, Palmieri is smart with the puck is a good passer, will get the, you know, a decent number of goals if you if you put him with the right line mates, and has experience and some leadership ability as well. So I think there are definite advantages to putting Kyle Palmieri up on that top line. We have seen Travis Zajac up there. I don't think he's the answer at this stage in his career. Again, like Uncle Leo, Zajac can give you a little bit more physicality and maybe a little bit of in front of the net presence, but overall, I don't think he's the answer on that first line. I I just think 
you know, five years ago, he probably would have, maybe even three years ago. But overall, I, I don't think he's the answer. Uh, to me, uh, I, I'm looking at Palmieri, Bailey, Wallstrom as my, and Nelson as the four real candidates. I don't think they're going to give Wallstrom that opportunity uh, based on, again, the preference that Barry Trotz has for playing veterans over younger guys. Uh, I, I would go with Palmieri first, uh, maybe then Nelson as my second choice, but it's not going to be easy. And the thing is, I want at least, you know, there's eight games left on the schedule. I want at least five games to have that trio playing well together and getting used to each other. So that leaves three games left to figure out who is the best fit on that line. We'll see what Barry Trotz does, and feel free to tweet or email with your preference for who should be on that top line. Uh, you know, we, we gave you the Twitter addresses and the email address. All right, when we come back, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. All this still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. They've got flavors that have nuts and that are nut free. So if you have an allergy, you don't have to worry. And all the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Just listen to some of these amazing flavors. Caramel brownie, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, German chocolate, Salted Caramel, Toffee Almond, Peanut Butter Brownie, so many great choices, and all of the flavors are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and that means they are great for the keto diet. My personal favorite, Cookies and Cream, 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are headed toward the home stretch and the playoff drive. Major League Baseball now in full swing as we're almost a month into that season. And the NFL draft is coming up later this week. Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And they'll give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On, that's 50% uh, sign-up bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. They'll give you free money on Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. 
Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we want to wish a, a, a very happy birthday, one day early, actually, to Pierre-Marc Bouchard, former Islanders center. He turns 37 on Tuesday. He was originally drafted by the Minnesota Wild, eighth overall in the first round back in 2002, went straight from the draft to the Wild, playing 50 games as a rookie, spent one year in the NHL with the Islanders, and that was 2013-2014, 28 games, four goals, nine points, uh, and then spent part of the year with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. He retired after playing two years in Switzerland after the 2015-2016 season. We're going to look back at one of Pierre-Marc Bouchard's better games with the Islanders. November 1st, 2013 in Ottawa, the Islanders taking on the Ottawa Senators. Evgeny Nabokov in goal for the Islanders, while Robin Lehner, future Islander at that time, uh, in goal for Ottawa. The Senators took a 2-0 lead in the first period on goals by Eric Kondra and Mika Zibinijad, and both of them coming a minute and two seconds apart at 1838-1940 of that period, but the Islanders came back. Midway through the second, John Tavares, his fifth from Thomas Vanek and Kyle Oposo, that made it 2-1. to one. And then, uh, 23 seconds later, Matt Martin got his second of the year. Matt Karkner and Brock Nelson with the helpers. We're all even at two apiece, and we're roughly halfway through the hockey game. But the Senators then got two goals in two minutes and 13 seconds, one by Bobby Ryan and one by Clark MacArthur, and suddenly it's a 4-2 to two Ottawa lead. But, Late in the second period, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pierre-Marc Bouchard gets his second of the year from Matt Donovan and Kyle Oposo at 18:24. After 40 minutes, it's a 4-3 Ottawa lead. Early in the third, the Islanders tie it up. Franz Nielsen, his eighth from Thomas Hickey and Pierre-Marc Bouchard, our Islanders' birthday of the day. It's 4-4. After th regulation time, we go to overtime, no one scores, and then we head to the shootout. The Islanders and Senators, nobody scores in the first round. Nabokov stops Milan uh, McCulloch in the second round, but Franz Nielsen, with his patented backhand move, gives the Islanders a 1-0 lead in the shootout, and then Nabokov stones Bobby Ryan, and the Islanders get a 5-4 shootout win on the road in Ottawa. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, one goal and one assist. He also was second on the team with uh, five shots on goal. And boy, did the Islanders pour it on in this one. They had 57 shots on goal in this game. 53 saves for Robin Lehner, only to lose in the shootout. The Islanders, uh, 57 shots. The Senators, 31. So, again, uh, one day early, a very happy birthday for Pierre-Marc Bouchard, who spent part of one season with the Islanders back in 2013 and 2014. Wanted to briefly touch on uh, something that Barry Trotz said about the game on Saturday, and uh, 
again, problems in their own zone. Our decision-making wasn't great, and we got beat to backside goals. Two, I can put on bad angle goals, and four were some of our play, getting beat to the back end of the net and turning pucks over in the neutral zone. So again, the Islanders just not playing Islanders hockey uh, in this game. And I'll tell you this, Barry Trotz seems like he is starting to uh, not not get too angry, but lose a little patience uh, with his team's poor play as of late. All right. Tomorrow on the show, we will have a full preview of Tuesday's game in Washington, and this one becomes even more important for the Islanders, who have now dropped into third place in the East. Pittsburgh in first with 67 points, Washington 66 points, the Islanders 63. Now, both Washington and the Islanders have a game in hand on the Penguins, so the Islanders can pull back to within two points. Boston three points behind the Islanders with one game in hand. Keep in mind, after Washington, it's two games with the Rangers, two games with the Sabres, and two games with the Devils before they close things out in Boston on May 10th. So the schedule does get a little easier, as in they'll be having some games against teams that probably won't make the playoffs, but they still have to take advantage of those games. That's it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow and every weekday with more great Islanders insight and analysis. Have a good one, everybody. And of course, let's go Islanders.